Content marketers working in the financial services industry often need the support of industry experts and client-facing professionals for their content to be truly useful, accurate, and most importantly, consumable. Old systems, if they exist, a lack of coordination and last-minute changes from multiple stakeholders leads to ineffective delivery, burnout of good creative teams and a negative impact on the quality of product and business results. I'm Lucinda Parrish and I worked in a fast-paced financial services marketing department for 18 years. I'll be talking about how the financial services industry should be maximising their internal resources in their journey to create world-class customer experiences. The way to successfully drive forward an in-house strategy is by making sure the right people are working on the right tasks at the right time and with the right tools. But legacy systems present one of the largest barriers to agility for the financial services industry. Harnessing and managing the internal talent and expertise can be a game changer, especially when competing with the smaller, more nimble startups. My name is Andrew Hall. I am a senior manager at Adobe Workfronts, managing field marketing and digital sales. So what are the challenges of planning, creating and executing a marketing campaign in a highly competitive and regulated environment like financial services? I'm thinking there, there must be so many blockers in the process. That's a great question to start with. And, and there, there certainly are challenges. I think the first thing to just note is that financial services at the moment is a, an incredibly challenging environment, uh, not only from a traditional competitive perspective, the new competitors coming into the markets, but most importantly, the, the pace or requirement, the scale of content required because very much of COVID is, is just gone through the roof. And so if you think of the normal creative process, those come with their own challenges. All of us will be very aware of them. But in financial services, there's a, there's a heightened challenge. There are, there are certain blockers that you spoke about those. And, and that's really regulation. You know, it's a highly regulated industry. With regulation comes more people required to sign off, like uh, compliance and regulatory, like legal, even things like cust uh, treating customers fairly, et cetera. And then sitting over the top of that is that the risk of getting that wrong is significant from a financial perspective as, as well as obviously from a brand perspective. So... You know, you know, what are the challenges or what are these blockers, the normal creative process to get that signed off? Um, you know, we'll talk about that later. And then there's just more cooks involved. So how do you manage uh, different people in a process, different versions that go through critical input required from almost non-creative individuals? Um, and how does that work? You then add on top things like legacy um, systems that a lot of the bigger financial services has that, that doesn't really help our process of collaboration and engagement. Um, and then you add on the risk and pressure of getting to markets, things like the requirement for heightened customer experience. Um, and you really get a, a very interesting, very challenging environment where we're required to still be highly creative, highly engaging um, and highly effective in our campaigns, yet we've got such difficulties and, and kind of painful process to actually get campaigns to market. There are many financial companies that are looking to bring more of their creative work in-house and balance the dependency on external agencies. The potential benefits of producing work in-house is the aligning communications to customer insights and your brand. It also allows for closer collaboration with internal expertise. Technology is a key factor for in-house teams, 
to create engaging content, reducing the need to outsource. So what would you recommend to maximise the internal expertise and resources? What needs to change to make the process more efficient and effective? I, I mean, I think it's, it's such an interesting insight and it's really the crux of what we're speaking about. To, to go back to your kind of introduction, I, I think it's it's very important to realize that, that a lot of these companies are looking to find the balance. Uh, you know, how do we ensure optimization of in-house resources against, you know, an absolute dependency on external agencies? And, that, and that's such an interesting debate. And we have definitely seen a very big shift towards the trend of, you know, maximizing in-house. The other thing that's interesting is that, you know, this mandate comes down from, from an executive or from a C-suite level and says, right, you know, we need to just increase our usage of, of an in-house agency. And, you know, fundamentally, if I can leave you with one thought, that, that, is not an, that that's an impossible task to just increase the, the cadence and the output of an internal agency. There, there are so many things that need to change. Let me try and break them into two certain areas. So the one is around um, really getting the human process right. You know, long gone are the days of the, the ability to just have a water cooler conversation, sticky notes on the desk in these day and age, a quick Zoom chat. I need to make some changes. You know, that needs to change. And systems like Workfront, tools like Workfront can absolutely help with, with that process. Um, and the other one is we've got to look at the process and and, uh, and, and delivery of those. So how do we structure things like the right sign-off process, who signs off at, at what time and when, um, to really get that concept right. And we're going to go into more detail later, so I won't harp on too long there, but it's really a mixture of human behavior change and technology. And then the last one, you know, if we do get this right, one of the massive benefits of, of unlocking the potential of your internal agency is, is many things. There's absolutely a level of um, cost efficiency that that's there. And I don't think that's the biggest by any stretch. The bigger one for me is things like real brand control, real understanding of the people working on your collateral of the brand, the brand essence, the brand culture. The other one is you start to create real internal expertise around financial services, content creation. And no matter how specialist external agencies often are, I don't believe you can replicate that of internal expertise. And why is that? Well, because your internal agency has got physical contact with legal specialists, with product specialists, with customer um, experience specialists within the organization. And once you start getting the collaboration right, your human behavior change, your structure and delivery within technology, so you're going to start finding this wonderful collaboration where you start to just build a better and better uh, go-to-market strategy with incredible expertise, um, efficiency, and effectiveness. The use of artificial intelligence and automation also plays its part in lowering risk security and improving customer experience so the team can optimise and refine their market offerings for a changing world. If many stakeholders are required to provide feedback, though, and give sign-off as part of the approval process, Surely that process needs to be streamlined. So what can financial services do? What, what solutions will help to improve that process? Yeah, I think it's a good point. It almost follows on from the previous question. But, you know, the big things for me are this, this really central point of truth, um, understanding that everything sits in, a, in, in an area that you know, different levels of the organization can see it, manage it, and deliver against it, making sure that within that centralized view that we've got 
the right automated process of sign-off. And, you know, in there, I think about version control. And so if I can kind of get into the weeds slightly, you know, think about a crucial piece of work that comes in that's maybe a new product delivery or a change of legislation or interest rate, et cetera, which is sensitive, you know, what you don't want to be doing is making sure that one vari- one version goes off to legal, a second version goes off to compliance, and we have conflicting um, feedback, and then brand gets stuck in, and all of a sudden, you're in this very difficult space where you're trying to figure out which version's right. And so the use of AI and automation can actually make sure that everything is done in, a, in, in the correct process and agreed upon structure, and therefore de-risks that whole process as well as cuts down time, impacts efficiency and effectiveness. Um, it, it's a very, that, that's one really big aspect. The other side is is planning and scenario planning. So once you start understanding, you know, what resources are, are available, some good learning around how long things take, and we can start to understand, you know, a one pager versus a long piece of technical legal content, how long do those things take? Well, AI and kind of data-driven insights start to allow us to optimize budgets, optimize the planning process, um, and then kind of you know, make that future planning of resource availability and speciality or specialization, you know, that much easier. And so you know, that, that then starts coming down to your creatives doing the right creative work, your marketing managers making sure that they're doing the right strategic work, and all of a sudden collaboration becomes so much easier. And we have this incredible shift towards rather than running around trying to get things done, all of a sudden marketing and internal uh, creative resources are delivering far better strategic projects that are on time in budget, et cetera. And lastly, I think what's very important for long-term strategic partnerships and, you know, uh, driving continual improvements is the concept of real accountability. You know, and again, I think without data and data-driven insights, it's near impossible to be wholly accountable to an outcome. It starts to become anecdotal and subjective but with you know AI and data-driven systems like Workfront, we can start to get to this true accountability of who needs to deliver what by when, um, and and then again start driving even better efficiencies and effectiveness. And that's absolutely the key to a successful campaign: uh, centralizing communications to make sure you've always got the information you need when you need it, and by identifying the right message that needs to be taken to market. I think you can bring together all the stakeholders and employees and deliver that kind of, I guess, seamless collaboration, as well as keeping everyone focused on the same goal. But it's really interesting when we think about how can this be implemented at scale, but still drive those efficiencies? So I think that's a great question, because that's when this whole thing starts to become incredibly valuable to an organization. And and again, if I can hop back onto the strategy of let's do more in-house work and and get the balance right between in-house and and out third-party agencies, is how do we start scaling correctly? And a lot of this is what I've already mentioned, but if you look at this complex environment covered with a very, you know, very high in risk, we get it wrong. The ability to have a well-structured, well-governed, highly automated process allows people to start doing exactly what they are meant to be doing, um, start doing it more often. It's almost like a production line of delivery within creative content on the sign-off process rather than the actual creative um, content creation. But once we start getting into that version control, you know, the, the part that no one likes is where we can really start to smooth out that process, start to improve the efficiencies, make sure that things aren't sitting in um, at the at the at the desk or the virtual desk of compliance or legal or even the marketing teams, and that we actually have the seamless progression of 
um, out of creative into sign-off and into production and or live environments, that's where we can start scaling. I think scaling starts to get very nerve-wracking and very difficult when those highly administrative complex processes start to fall over and we have to start unpicking to get back to you. Well, hang on a second. In version three, didn't we make a change there? That's when things come to a grinding halt. So I think it's a very basic concept that once we get that infrastructure, those pathways right, the automation in place, we can actually start scaling that up. Obviously, you know, it's going to require extra manpower when we get to certain levels, but we can start to really maximize the existing resources and again, measure and realize what's required to be able to get to certain other scale, scaled outputs. By identifying the right message that needs to be taken to market, you can bring together all stakeholders and employees and deliver seamless collaboration, as well as keeping everyone focused on the same goal. It really is about making sure your people have the best tools for the job. Here's a few things to take away from this podcast. Simplify the approval process with a single source of truth. Use the technology available to get the best returns and keep up with the competition. Maximize your best asset, your people. If you want to delve a bit deeper into this subject, our Managing Risk and Compliance Within a Regulated Environment podcast talks about how the financial services sector can stay compliant in a speed-to-market environment. And we follow up with the last podcast in the series, Creating the Best Customer Experience. I'm Lucinda Parrish, and I look forward to talking to you again. This series was brought to you by Adobe Workfront. Thanks for listening.